mutiny sent you. Counter offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. All righty, righty, righty. Hey, everybody out there. How you doing? It must be 2 p.m. on Tuesday. If it is, I'm in the right place. Not 
Somebody help me. Help me, please. I want to start off by telling you that you have tuned in to Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio in San Francisco, in the heart of the Mission District. It's Tuesday, 2 to 4 p.m. That means it's the podcast beyond our comprehension with your host, Clem. Do you know that you can call in to the voicemail of Beyond Our Comprehension show? It's a Google voicemail, but you can leave your message there live. And I want to open that up because today's show has an adult theme to it. Comes with a warning. So the number to our Google voice is 916 794-5598. That's 916-794-5598. You know, you can call into the radio station, 415-550-0511. We're not the most proficient at putting you on the air, but we'll definitely listen to you. That's 415-550-0511. Email the show. C-L-E-M dot C-C dot B-O-C at gmail dot com. Once again, that's C-L-E-M dot C-C dot B-O-C at gmail dot com. You can follow the show at Beyond Our Comp on Instagram and Twitter. You can go to our Facebook page, Beyond Our Comprehension, where you can look at past videos, past subjects. And not only are we recording live, broadcasting live, forgive me, we're broadcasting live on mutinyradio.fm. And you know, I can look upon here in 21st Street in San Francisco in the Mission District and I see them watching the cars go by. I can look across the street and know where I'm getting my lunch. We got a sponsor of the show. Yeah, we got to get all this out of the way, but once we do, we'll get into everything that's going to have a lot of fun. Clem's Castaways. Clem's Castaways open mic and improv from 4 to 6 p.m. at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California. Come on down, get on stage, walk the plank. Arr, can you make ye laugh? You know, if you do, you get to sign the oars. The oars of freedom. Got long sets, absolutely. Just come on in. Take that mic. At least take it away from Clem because he'll talk for the full two hours and do a whole two-hour show. But come on down. You want a 10-minute set? You want to go, you know, a full bunch of jokes there? That's fine. Clem's Castaways, Tuesdays. 2781 21st Street at Mutiny Radio from 4 to 6 p.m. Open mic and improv. Shout out to a sponsor, Norica on Camera. That's right, Norica on Camera. This boy has turned into a girl. Follow all her stories, her transition stories. Born in the Philippines, living in the jungle. A small boy with a dream of coming to America, being free, and becoming the woman she always dreamed to be. It's on YouTube right now. 
Norica on camera, YouTube, like and subscribe. And you know why we need you? Because there's a lot of people that spread hate out there. They spread hate for transgender people, for people who just want to live how they feel inside, on the outside. People who want to comment bad things on the videos when she's just telling a story, her story, how wonderful it is. I love her. She's my wife. You bet. She's my wife. Norica on camera. Go to that YouTube and once you go, Norica on camera for the YouTube, you can see that first video, that transition video. I'm so proud of her. She's amazing. I wish I had her skills, her strength, her power. And you know, she has so many more stories to tell. I'm hoping I can get her into the studio. Hope I can get her into the studio on December 17th. I don't know if it'll be her day off or not. But that's, that's a tribute to LGBTQT+. Gender positive. It can be who you are. You know, a lot of people don't understand because they don't have a degree in biology. They didn't study. They don't understand the power of genetics, the influence that can come. It's amazing. Norica on camera. Please like, subscribe. I love her the much. She saved me. Oh, you can't know how many times she saved me. That's why she's got to tell the story. I can tell you how many times. More than I can count. That's how many times. Infinity plus one. It, the infinities within the infinities plus one. Right? Norica on camera. Our biggest supporter Another shout out, another global supporter is you for change, climate change. I don't know if what happened is we termed it wrong. Last show, I have to apologize because I got really, really amped up. I got angry, got angry. I was talking to the camera right in front of me right now and I was like I, I said I, I gotta apologize I gotta say something and a lot of it as I was you know reading that book published in 1990 you know the human impact and I'm just thinking wow wow look where we are today and so a lot of that was my anger directed at me for my complacency, I'm not sharing my voice where my voice is pretty effective. So don't think I'm crazy. One PhD in a lab I was working with, he says, Clem, you got passion. He says, wow. He says, you got passion. He says, I'm not passionate about anything. That was a lie. He was passionate about pinball. But it's true. I do. I have passion. 
And I think that's why I'm here and why I use my voice and my passion in, in this time from 2 to 4 p.m. with the graciousness of Muni Radio to be able to invest in the radio collective and, and be able to, to have a podcast and be able to be vocal. And you know what's funny is I'm no idiot. Mm-mm. You can go look me up on LinkedIn if you want to. Just look up Michael Clem. Clem's my stage name. I've gone by Clem ever since I was in the military at 17. There's a story. And that's kind of where our story is going to, to start. But I got to give this warning, okay? Today's podcast has adult themes and adult topics. Today's podcast is about suicide and mostly suicide prevention. It may bring up thoughts. Thoughts you have of a family member who passed away. Family member in trouble. Maybe yourself. Maybe you yourself need, need some kind of help. Well, today's adult theme is because I think suicide prevention needs to be a champion, not just a month. It needs to be year after year, day after day for so many people. And also, I'm going to start here by giving the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. You know, you don't have to talk. That's a lot of people don't understand with people that are having problems with suicide, thoughts, or any kind of mental health issues is the difficulty of communication. But that's what we're so blessed with technology today. And you can text talk. That's T-A-L-K. That's all you got to do. 741-741-1111. Text TALK. That's 741-741. Text TALK. Now look, I don't endorse a lot of products unless I myself use the products. And I have. Okay? Okay? And I'm here. So, as I dilly and I dally, and I know that calls are coming in, I want to make sure that I start with a little bit of music, my friend. Can't get my phone to kind of, I got to work on that. You know what I mean? I got to work on the technical capabilities here. So, I'm just going to go ahead and start you off with a little bit of music to get you in the mood and then I'll go ahead and uh, go forward with the phone and we'll get into today's theme which is a champion theme of suicide prevention
All right. Thank you so much for listening to that. That is actually a musical score that's going to go along with my painting called Particles and Waves. It's a tribute to one of the greatest physicists in the sense to me as a tribute, Richard Feynman. And his ability to inspire and educate in a way to inspire other people to be great in science. He has some great writings out there. You can listen to a lot of his lectures on Audible. I would definitely, once the Patreon account is, it's already established. Uh, it's going to be a joint account shared by uh, my sponsor, Norica on camera, and the show's here uh beyond our comprehension not the comedy but just the podcast um and once the patreon's on uh the first 200 has to go to hours uh at the station uh but on that uh the other money is is basically to be able to continue uh to educate in different kind of subject matters today uh show will pertain to and at the same time uh we need to educate and, uh, you know, if you want to pay to educate me, I will share the information with you. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. What comes in my head through the senses is going to be shared with you. That's what I enjoy so much. I enjoy Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm is where you can listen to me and the other collective of podcasts and musical and comedy and all things mutiny in the Mission Districts of San Francisco. We've got a festival that's coming up in March of next year. It's going to be amazing, my dear. You want to figure out how you're going to attend, just go to the website, mutinyradio.fm, and you can find out all the interesting shows and what's going on here at the radio station. Support, we need your support. Do you know, many people want to have a voice, and it takes courage. You know, it takes courage for me to come up and, and share um, my father passing away from shooting himself. Um, me, me young as a kid. My mother had passed away when I was nine. My father remarried. It's a very abusive um, relationship um, between the stepmother and my sister and I. So much so I ran away multiple times. Finally, I ran away into the military at 17. But at so young, I tried to take my life. So many times, multiple times when I was young, until finally, my brain decided that Michael, the individual as a child, could no longer function and it split my personalities. Michael, the child, went inside into what I explained to the psychiatrist as a mason jar. 
a mason jar because they couldn't handle it. And so we developed into different identities and, and basically became a cast of whoever, whatever we had to, to survive. My story is not uncommon. My story is not one of eight plus billion in uniqueness. There's others. Because our brain is the way our brain is, because through our evolutionary history as a species, we are connected in the basic foundation, and this is biology. I got my degree, my bachelor's degree in science and biology from California State University, Bakersfield. And I hold a bat about biology associates in biology and associates in nutrition which which i'm so glad i educated myself i was i was up almost 400 pounds i was 385 and uh turned my life around i, I as i you know not that weight loss is is something that is easy matter of fact a lot of people who can't conceive of the starting point into that. Do you know they have suicidal thoughts? They do. They have suicidal thoughts. It's amazing what the brain can manifest in certain people that are basically, maybe it was nature, right? Maybe it was just some kind of an abnormality, which absolutely happens all the time. Um, and it has absolutely changed something genetically in the individual, which manifests itself into different illnesses and mental health. There are nurture, like the environment that I was having to basically, you know, my foundation as a child, right? Everything that you need to go forward through that holds you together, that prepares you. It was, it was fragile. It was so fragile. But it's preventable. That is the champion thing. It's preventable. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. And you can text TALK to 741-741. I did. That's what I used. A lot of people say, well, you know, if you have suicidal thoughts, you need to cry out. No, 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 no. I was doing Periscope today. You can follow us on Periscope at Beyond Our Comp, where we talk a lot of very adult themes like this. Because if it's not adult and out in the open and being discussed as normality normality the ether of the mind can manifest in any single one at any single time in their life cycle thoughts 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 that are negative and not people not being able to address through nature and nurture people not having the educational tools right the biological tools there's, there's situational, heartbreak, love, financial, illness, chronic pain. 
a gloomy day. And in, you know, in a cycle that's just not even, just not balanced. There's a way to reach out. I went to the emergency. So in 2013, I was the biggest idiot on the planet Earth. And I started getting hints of left arm pain, intense. Uh, I was well into already my weight loss. I had probably gotten down to about 300 from where I was. And I was so determined I didn't want to give up on anything. Uh, I would get on the treadmill and I would run for miles, but not getting what was happening. I wasn't getting the oxygen to my heart. My unbeknownst to me, my right coronary artery was 99% blocked. And I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. I even played intramural sports as the middle linebacker for, for like seven on seven. Like an idiot. Could have gone any time, any time. Could have gone at any time. What an idiot. Don't ever ignore any kind of left arm pain, any kind of, if you got a family history of heart disease, go get checked out. Golly, just an EKG, lay down. Put some straps on, but for me, I was pushing through. Well, I ended up being in the gym twice a day, road work, running, on a bike. I tell the joke that I was like 400 pounds, and what I did was I rode a bike from Sacramento, I mean from UC Davis, oh, across the Yolo Causeway over to Sacramento because uh, I was going to clean my sister's house. Uh, you know, I, I, I had given up everything, took a vow of poverty so I could get my degree. I didn't care. I would do anything. I did. I was a living nanny. That was awesome. That's awesome. Just to see a, a child progress in their education and stuff like that, being able to take them out to the parks and stuff like that. It's just, that's cool. Clean houses, babysat. I'm awesome at telling stories. You give me any book, I act it out. I was seriously, you know. Man, I pushed through and on that bike ride, I had a heart attack and freaking died. And Brother Hopkins, Brother Mike, Brother Chris, Sergeant Camacho, Officer Serwick, everybody. The team, I laid there. So I was in a coma, right? I was in a coma. I was a John Doe. I was a fucking John Doe. Who can in their life say that they were a John Doe? Who can they say that, that without going to the social security office or anything, legally changing names, somebody can just give you another one. But that's where I was. I was a John Doe. I had everything in the backpack. I was just riding a bike. And so when they cut that off, that went away. I went to the ambulance. I was a John Doe. Fix his heart. Put a stent in. Put him on a cooling table. Help his brain. 
had a lot of trials going through that afterwards. Pain, golly, just the trauma of, of the experience, my brain injury from it, short-term memory, not having, knowing how to, to learn like I, like I had before. I, I had just gone from Sacramento City College at a 3.62. I mean, like a rocket ship. And I got down to Cal State Bakersfield and I put that first quarter in, all A's. And would you know within friggin' two months of that first quarter, my whole life was changed. I had to relearn how to learn. I was on two years. I was addicted for two years. I was addicted to um, painkillers and antidepressants. They were a great combo. Two thousand fifteen. Couldn't get any more doctors to uh, to keep me going on the on the meds for my addiction. Not without trying very hard. And so coming off, I finally figured out what that bicycle accident had done. And it left me with a spinal injury. Spinal injury, injury to the peripheral nerves of the intercostals. Uh, had to get a new hip. I've had operations on both hands. Um, since that accident, my heart stops. So I lost like a license. I couldn't drive for like a year until they figured out the right meds and, and the right recovery and everything because I could stop my heart. There were so many things that started to spiral down. And then you have thoughts. Like I said, my mother passed away from a blood disease at nine. And uh, that was traumatic for a boy. And it wasn't long before the marriage that uh, the abuse had started. And my father was a rampant alcoholic, functional. He'd work throughout the day, do whatever he got to do. But as soon as he stepped through that door, the Vietnam War was too much. Losing his wife was too much. Dealing with living on a property with the mother and father-in-law and something that your wife had been putting together. All this, all this compound. Being exposed to Agent Orange, uh, the physical pain, uh, you know, being put back together from, you know, the shambles. I used to go with him to the VA. Yeah, man. This is the 70s. We're talking the 70s, baby. It's better now. Better now. Not great. Not best. But man, I sat there and I used to stare at those people. They didn't even look like people. They all looked at zombies. It's, I am absolutely not kidding you. They were so distanced. Their minds were no more the same as just regular society, right? So how can you fault him? 
You can't, how can you fault anybody, right? I'm just a kid. But as young as I was, you know, I'm sure there were signs people could have, could have seen. But we grew up in a Southern Baptist religious household. You didn't talk about family things. You didn't talk about anything. You know, the idea was to be a man and that was it, right? You had to live up to that. Well, that's okay if nature and nurture are going fine. If nature and nurture is going even kill, you could probably get away with a lot of that. But that situation was bad. And I didn't have anywhere to turn to. And I didn't have anyone to communicate with. Even though the family's right there. Nobody knew what the pain was. We didn't have the technology. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have our phones. We didn't have where you could just go somewhere. But we do now. That's the whole point. There are so many ways to prevent anyone from taking another step towards the negative thoughts. I went to the emergency. The spinal pain was so much, I couldn't work. I had gone from wheelchair to all the surgeries To just jumping back and thinking I could work without any physical therapy. How stupid am I? Thinking I can just go back and be where I was prior to the accident. How stupid was I? When my thoughts manifested in my isolation and when I didn't communicate to anybody and my thoughts and what was going on and how I felt about myself and what I was dealing with, with the chronic illness and the chronic pain and the nature and nurture of life. I made one promise. I made one promise. Maybe you can make that too. It's beyond our comprehension. I'm your host, Clem. Today's episode is kind of heavy. You know, we celebrated the life of a comic a month or so ago that, that took their life. The person who's in those thoughts don't think about there, there can't be an external thought process of things that are tomorrow, right? And so you don't think the ripple, that the loss of that. My father doesn't even realize what, what his suicide did. I mean, it ripped apart a family. Anywhere where he could have been a figure and, and helped, you know, keep a family together. He didn't. He couldn't. And I wish he would have had the courage to communicate out, but he didn't. And 20 years later, November this year, his anniversary, there's still those effects 
Do you understand? Those effects are still felt in the lives of others. And so why it's so important to prevent, prevent. That's why suicide prevention is so important, not just a month, but a champion cause, not to cry out, but to yell out, to grab whatever phone you have, to just open up the door, do whatever you have, go to the emergency, whatever you got to do, because you are so special. You have to understand you're not your thoughts. You're not your negativity. You're not the drowning sense. You're not the suffocation. You're not your body. You're not your illness. You're not your pain. You are amazing. And so, yeah, I'm going to throw the number out there a few times. We're winding down, you know, this first hour and beyond our comprehension. I'm going to tell you the story. I sat there knowing I couldn't do anything else, knowing there was no other choice, but I couldn't call anybody. My silence was choking me. My mental thoughts were suffocating any ability to communicate to anyone the difficulty I was going through, the pain in the thoughts that I was having. When I needed to go, when I immediately needed to go, I text to 741741. That's what I did. 741741. I just text talk. And that's when it started. Where when I couldn't have a voice because of my mental thought and the silence that it was having that was gagging my ability to communicate to the world my pain, what I was feeling. Thank God. We are so blessed to live in an age with the technology that we do. That at our fingertips, at our fingertips is the ability to reach out. You can. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Or you can just start by texting TALK to 741741. Just type that in, 741741-TALK. <coughs> <clears throat> Maybe you may need not be at the point that I was. When you when I was at the point I was, you need to come get me now, please. Fuck what it means. Social additional pressure to be a man. Screw you. That's the only thing you need to understand when it comes to yourself and your sanity and thoughts. The only thing that matters is not society's pressures, but your pressure, your internal pressure, your love for yourself. That's what matters. And you have to. I tell everybody, as I've gone through this whole process, I say you have to have some kind of ability to say it's okay to be insane. 
Because it takes insanity to go against the social pressures and the social systems and everything that's the stigma is to reach out. It does. And it's so needed. It's so needed. It's so needed. It's so needed. So my father shot himself. Shot himself. Didn't call to anybody. Shot himself. So promise me. Make a promise. This is where it starts. Got to make a promise. This is, this is the unbreakable promise. You remember Harry Potter? The unbreakable vow? This is it. Change the statistics. Change the statistics. The easiest way to do is just promise you won't take your life with a gun. Oh, promise me that. Promise me you'll never take your life with a gun. Promise me. That's half. That's 50% right there. That's 50% of living right there. Okay? That's 50% of living right there. Because that shit... I'm telling you, right? First... Hand experience, shit can be permanent. And it leaves ripples for lifetimes. Ripples. The human life is bound by the laws of physics in such that its interaction in the world increases the entropy in the world. And therefore, life is favored. Isn't that amazing? The reason all the organisms in the world exist is because of the laws of our, our universe. Because in the laws of our universe of physics, entropy, right? Diversity, life is favored. Life's favored. Life is favored in the own natural laws of the universe. And you can break down on any to, you want to get into quantum thought or however it is. I know you're intelligent out there. See, negative thoughts, negative thoughts are not racist. They don't care about the color of your skin. They don't care about your age and they don't care about your gender binary. No, no, no. Because it's imaginative. It's, it's manifested in the ether. Sometimes we just don't know how to get through. We don't know how to turn the switch the light bulb and let everything inside illuminate so that way we can we can take an accountability we can take inventory and then use that to communicate that's what you need got to be able to do that no it's not easy of course 
And yes, I don't know what you're going through. What you're going through, I do not know. I don't. As I said, I can't be you. I can't be you. I can only tell you if I'm endorsing a product, I want to endorse a product that I've used and I've used this and it works. How do you know, Clem? How do you know it works? Because I'm here. I'm here. I made that promise to my sister. I was down. I was hurting. You know, struggling to try and go back to school as an adult. It's not easy to give up everything. To try and reclaim. That's what it was. I was trying to reclaim the youth that I didn't have that because I was running away from such a friggin' environment, it robbed me of a youth where I got to really pick the path. Not saying that I would change anything. But it's never too late to recapture your passion in life. Communication. Isolation does not help. You know, September this year was the, you know, suicide awareness month. And it's really important because you don't want to be proactive. You want to be preventative. And as you're trans, uh, migrating, I guess you would say into the, um, into the, End of the year, you got holidays, and holidays can be lonely. Winter is gloomy. Can't go outside as much as you used to. Don't get as much sun as you used to. I did light therapy. When I first started, when, when everything, when the, when the mason jar lid popped, When the, the culmination for the accident and then me trying and maintain the trajectory of the future that I had established, when they were at conflict with my pain and the, and the illness and, and the disability and everything, I had to surrender. Isn't that amazing? I had to surrender back to my childhood. I had to surrender the life that I was leading back to Michael that didn't have a voice at the time. I worked with a great psychologist down at the university. And uh, it was hard. Man, you don't know the flood of tears that come out the emotions that roll as waves and tsunamis as you breach different subjects. It was wonderful. Because it was courage. It was the courage to step forward and go, I need help. I can't do this alone. Can't. Um, you know, 
what's amazing is nobody expects anybody to do anything alone in life. We're an empathetic species. Look at major disasters, right? I mean, you yourself are an empathetic species. An empathetic species that favors the laws of the universe to live, to really live. To spread entropy, to connect, to network. These are not easy things, believe me, from a person with agoraphobia. You do not know what it takes for me to get out of the door unless you have agoraphobia. And I've dealt with that since I was young. It was just something. I fight through it in, in my adult age a lot more because, you know, I, I isolate myself. I do a lot of kind of just reading and there's a lot of self-reflection and, and everything. And so what happens is the world gets closed off a little bit and it's very easy. You don't know how it happened, but before you know it, you're in a certain situation where your thoughts are negative and you look around and you're wondering... Where is everyone? Because you've isolated yourself with maybe no intent, but it's just the actions that happen in the, in the way that we get ruts in our lives. I don't know what you're going through. It can get better. Every day takes work, takes love in yourself, takes love in yourself. Really does. I knew just living with suicidal thoughts ever since I was a child. I live with it every day. People don't understand. Well, they can't and unless they're, they're raised in the same nature and nurture that I was, unless they've gone through the same kind of things. And believe me, you think they're, I'm, I'm not preaching. I'm, I'm, at the top of a pyramid, no way. I'm, I'm just a lonely person on the bottom of a foundation because if you go up in realms of severity of life, there's people that have, have much more than I have had to gone through. But I've gone through a lot and I've championed a lot and I, one of it, I don't let people tell me who is me. And it's not that I dwell in the pity of any of my disability, but I champion the, the disability for the things it has allowed me to do in the creative mind that it has and has given me the courage to be able to speak and champion for myself. That, that is very important. I wish my father would have had that kind of spirit, but he didn't have to go through what I had to went through. He went through his own trials and tribulations, but his young life wasn't my young life. Very different as me growing up and a boy dealing with I, what I did with, with, you know, seeing your mother in a coma and her coming home and, don't remember you and you feed her and she's just staring blank at you and just smiling like a little angel. 
My sister and I weren't allowed to grieve. My father did all that. We didn't dare cry because he, he was always, always. And that's where, you know, the alcohol became, became his alternative. But ripples... He would never know the ripples of his loss to us and how it changed the future of everything and how it doesn't favor the laws of the universe. When you take somebody's life by murder or you take your own life with suicide because maybe somebody just didn't give you a way out. But you can. I like the text. I like the text. The text is cool. And it doesn't just necessarily mean that you text <coughs> and you're going to get an ambulance showing up at your door, right? But it just allows you to communicate to people who understand how to let you be you and communicate and bring a bridge from the island of isolation. Where it ends, you just got to keep taking the path. It's not easy. Not easy. But what's harder? Despair? Isolation, imbalance, suffocation, drowning, tsunami of negative thoughts. How can that scale outweigh and benefit what it would be just to reach out and maybe put a tool into your life that can help you navigate everything. How do you say it doesn't discriminate? Oh, it does not. No gender, no race. No disability, no age. It doesn't. And that is really amazing. Other diseases like cancer, viruses, right? They are just as discriminant. Diseases are very indiscriminate. Maybe that, that's the word I was looking for, right? Diseases are very indiscriminate. And you have a toolkit because you have a brain. And so you know to protect yourselves from it. You're not going to go out, walk around when it's wintertime outside and it's raining and just go naked out there and barefoot. You're going to catch a cold. You got to eat to stay alive. You got to drink water. Tools. These are tools, basic tools. 
So why would you ever think about attacking the problem of maybe some, some mental health issues at the moment or some mental despair without a toolkit, without getting a vaccine, right? Without getting a checkup. And that's what, that's what the contact numbers are there for, to get your mental checkup. They're your toolkit. You see? They're the navigator while you're driving the helm to help guide you when it's dark. When you can't see where you need to turn to the next day. Believe me, I know. I understand. I'm not you. I'm not you. But at the basis, I understand. And I understand what it takes to overcome and get the courage to reach out and communicate to somebody. Grades. School children. Getting the job. The degree. Breaking heart. I loved here. I loved him. There are so many different causes. All. All. Every type, every little thought can be adjusted with the toolkit. 1-800-273-8255 or use your technology. Text 741-741. Text talk. Text talk to 741-741. You can do it. You can. No, it's not easy. But you make and meet friends. You, you, it isn't like you reach out and you get more isolated. The opposite happens. Do you understand? It's a little scary. It is a little scary. To reach out. You got to have the courage. You have to have the courage. Oh. If my dad did. If he didn't shoot himself. And I went in his room. And you know there I saw his little homemade silencer he made. And. There's a funeral that comes after that that had to be planned. I'm 28 years old. I'm 28. I have to plan my dad's funeral? I had practice already. Went with my grandfather for the grand, grandmother, my nana. Then, of course, my papa passed away, so I had to, as a secretary of trust, I had to do his. But I didn't need another one. By 28, I didn't need a third to have to plan. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't need another one to plan. 
Oh, and I went in there and I haggled. Don't you think that I'm not an Okie? Uh-uh. My family, they survived the Great Depression. I used to go with my papa to always buy the uh, livestock that he had to do. And so he was a natural trader. So I just picked up on that. But shit, after the time you're going through the same funeral home, right? I think it's only appropriate that you get a discount. So, you know, okay, well, what do you give me on this one? What can you give me off of this casket? What can you give me off of that one? Okay, what can you give me off this one? Are you going to throw in the, the limousine for free now, right? Right? Sorry. I went into the room. I went into the room, you know, when you do the viewing and... Oh, that crazy woman. She picked a... She picked a uh, ID from when he was like, I don't know, he looked tan. He was probably, you know, uh, early 30s or so. Definitely not what he looked like. I went in there, I opened it, I didn't. I looked down in the casket, I'm like, who is this? I didn't even recognize him. Distraught. Distraught I was. And uh, I went to kind of move in on the casket, and the casket started to roll, and I had to catch the casket. I had to catch the casket, and it's rolling to me. And I thought, jeepers, creepers, come on, oh, no. Can you just imagine if this casket fell on me and you rolled out? Please don't do that. Please don't do that. And I had to sturdy the casket back on the stand and sturdy it. And I'm just thinking, why didn't these people kind of just shake the casket back and forth? Imagine somebody else comes in and, you know, they lean on it a little bit too much. Of course, I was pretty huge at that time. Funeral service. Had a funeral service, and as the funeral service is going on, train goes by. So we had to kind of wait for a train. And it was a long train. It was hot. It's hot that early November, so, and uh, one of the visitors collapsed, passed right out. I jumped out of my chair, and I got to him, put his head back, ready to see if he was breathing, do CPR. My best friend jumped right down afterwards. I'm glad I didn't start blowing on his mouth because he was... He had just locked his knees. You know, if you lock your knees and stand for a long time, you'll, you'll fall and you'll hit the ground. Basically, it, you know, they tell soldiers a lot when we were in parades and then you'd have to stand there for hours and, uh, you know, you don't lock your knees because if you do, you, you, can, you can collapse. And then, you know, they were going to go ahead and they're going to play the, the tribute song, you know, service members. And the battery went down on the radio. So the VFW just stood there for two minutes or so. And everybody's just waiting for this. And then finally they come up and said, well, well the batteries must be dead. But I'm saying it wasn't a perfect service. 
It wasn't. It was comical. It was frustrating. There's no theme, there's no perfect thought in your mind of anything of how great it is after suicide that things work out great and perfect and they don't. They don't. They're terrible still. They're comical still. They, they disrupt everything just as life ever does. So why? Why? It's because at that time I've been there and you can't see anything else. Do you understand? You can't see. I understand. You can't see anything else. Can't see anything else. You can't hear anything else. Reading doesn't, doesn't change you. And it spirals and twists and turns on you. With a person who lives with it every single hour, second, minute of every single day. I'm not you. I don't know what you're going through, but I understand it. Have the courage to text talk to 741-741 if you need it. Just do it. Doesn't mean you have to go as far as I did and actually, you know, put yourself in the hospital, right? And and be among people who at the time are needed as you are in the severity of the education for tools. And need friends around. And need people who care about you. Sometimes that's the best way to do is to, is if you can't reach out to family, is reach out to health professionals. Because they have a duty. They're sworn to do no harm. They help you. And they will tell you, don't go hurt yourself. You can come to the emergency. Don't go hurt yourself. Don't. Come. I was so glad I did. Because it taught me I wasn't, I wasn't just on an island. I have a recurring dream. It's an artwork that, I, that I've done all the time and it's just a manifestation, a manifestation of my ether and my mind of, of just a tree and an island surrounded by water. And I've drawn, drawn that over and over in different kind of sketches and different things but it's, and whenever I was doing it and, and then this would just manifest. And at times I was Understanding that I was isolated and I was drawing myself being isolated. And I needed to change the picture. I needed to change the landscape of the picture. I needed to use a different toolbox in my palette of my my pencils or my paints or whatever I was doing. I needed to change the landscape and include life. Connected life in that. 
and manifest that, that picture in my head. And I did light therapy, my blue light, blue light special. And thank you very much. Blue light, blue light everywhere. I had the blue light, light therapy. It ain't no joke. Light therapy is huge. It can do wonders. I had to, I had to get in touch with nature. I had to create. It's so interesting that so many great people have so many great traumas in their life. And that it's almost that there is a electrical awakening of the brain in the right hemisphere. Maybe something in the core of the frontal lobe that activates like a switch going on. Like somewhere in the evolutionary history of our programming as a species, how our brain is put together, that everything and everything that anyone has gone through, that somehow through an a priori, that there is a mechanism in the brain through the medulla and the pineal gland and the hippocampus and the, the lobes and everything that is interconnected in the nervous system out to all our sensory. That trauma can unlock your brain into a world that you otherwise would have never have known existed. And in its negativity of the trauma, there basically becomes a positivity. You just have to understand where that is and what it comes into. It's very hard to say that you have to reach out to God, but maybe that's what you need to do. I would love to be able to tell you that God exists. But sometimes in champion a higher power, I almost am... My, my thinking and my, no, my gut. This is what happens. My gut tells me that I need to champion yourself and, and the spirit in yourself first. You've got a voice inside, right? That's not the only voice you should communicate to. I would love to. You know, the only thing I remember after the accident, I don't, I, the only thing I remember, the only thing I remember, I and mean, I have tried so many times to meditate. I have, I have taken myself to points of creating concoctions of, of, of cannabis where I've, where I've taken the dose to if you have done this to the realm, which is beyond just a high, which is a realm of unlocking, which is actually into to just like the highest 
highest plane that you can kind of take it to in just trying to understand the mind and the experience I had of an afterlife. That, that was trauma in itself because I can't prove it as base of a biologist and scientist as I can be that through the trauma of having the heart attack, that there was such a release of hormones, natural hormones that would be released in any kind of an animal going through any kind of a life ending event that affected my brain in such a way that it negated the whole trauma. I can't remember anything. Negated the whole trauma. And substituted the trauma for me manifesting into the point of the creation of all creations. As I tell people, that ISO update was like a being merging with me a being merging with me it was like an iso update an illumination of thought mind peace heaven the understanding that there is anything only all connected Who do you tell that to? Right? Who do you tell that to? Because a lot of people will come up to you say and say, whoa, did you, uh, hey, uh, you mind if I ask you if, uh, hey, did you just see anything? Yeah. And then they stand back. Because most people want you to say no. Because the next thing that they have to decide, the next thing they have to decide is if they ask you the next question of what did you experience? And I used to be unselfish with that. And then I realized that just saying what I experienced to other people automatically was going to change them. It was going to change the relationship between us, right? Because one, they want to disbelieve. Two, I myself couldn't even come to grips with it. Hello, people, right? I couldn't come to grips with it. I couldn't come to grips with it. As, you want to talk about a screwed up world. I have the heart attack. My ribs are broken in the front and the back. Uh, very terrible. Couldn't breathe. I, I have, matter of fact... Who has a breathing disability from just nerve damage? That's crazy, right? But you know the first class I have to take when I go back is the honors class on death and dying? Get the fuck out of here, God. Is this a joke? I mean, is God and the devil getting together here and just going, let's fuck with this guy a little bit more? Imagine what your mind goes through. Imagine what your mind goes through. And what does your psychiatrist say? What does a psychologist say? 
Because you're telling them, and what do they tell you? Because they've never experienced something like that. What do they just sit there? What can they say? I don't know. I always wait. I always wait till I get through, and then I wait. And I'm, I'm always hoping that they've got a solution. I'm always hoping that they've got a solution. Always. I go up to somebody. And the first thing I, I, I just want to know, I'm like, maybe they're God. Maybe they are. Maybe them. And I want to ask him. I want to just come up and say, hey, are, are you God? Could you just, can we just go around? Can we take role here on the planet, everybody? Can we just go through all 8 billion or so of us and one by one? And can we just take a, a roll call for God? I really would like it. I'll start off one, three, four, keep going. Right? Oh, you go into that death and dying class and then you have to, you know, it's the world's major religions. And you think back to the, the funeral services. Most people who are going to colleges haven't, you know, had to be involved in three, you know, major funeral services in their in their tenure of existence on the planet, right? That would be the main people that basically you interact with, right? Your parental units. And I go into that class and I'm like, golly, I just experienced what my mind's eye sees as an afterlife and I'm you know, basically now I'm touched in to the, the other plane and I can see through the universal laws of physics how actually uh, diverse and life is favored and how it goes through and all this stuff. And in the back of everybody's mind, they would go, oh, this guy's kind of nuts. It's just that my mind is, is, is going through an inventory, just like everybody does an inventory, of the events that goes through. And then it basically looks back and it says, all right, how many classes have we taken? Okay, psychology. Like, oh, all right, let's go ahead and figure out what the fuck just happened. You ever had to do that? I mean, fuck trying to go more in a year. I mean, <laughs> more in a year. I hope you can go more than a year. I hope you can go another day. I hope you can reach out. And if you need to, uh, I'll throw this. I'm trying to get light. I'm trying to get light here because you can communicate out. <clears throat> oh, drawn to despair. Don't think I'm not drawn to despair. My wife will tell you. Oh, yeah. I died. If heaven is real, I basically can't lie to you, right? And so if I kind of work on the basic of that truth that I would like to delay the next death as long as possible, okay? And wherever that comes through, cryostasis, whatever. I have, I have advanced directive, and I wrote it up when I was going in for the, 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 the multiple surgeries, right? And it basically says, save my ass as 
much as possible as you can. And if you can't, and I wrote this in there, put me in cryo because I got a lot of shit to to share that I haven't shared yet. That's not where I was where I was before, but that's where I'm at going forward because I made a promise to somebody else, making a promise to myself. Now going forward is the easiest thing that one, I would never take my life with a gun. Two, I would always increase to use my toolbox and my toolbox includes the numbers, the 800 number, the 800-273-8255 Right, I can always text talk to 741741 at any time. And my family knows. Like my family knows. Like my sister, I sat down with her uh, right before her birthday. So it was in, you know, November last month or so. I'm kind of talking about, you know, just the heaviness of dad's, you know, anniversary and, and everything. And, you know. I, I told her, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to do it again, but I, but I can understand, I can understand the soup emotionally that, that father was in and why he killed himself. I just wish courage. I wish courage didn't have to be associated with any kind of masculinity. How about that? Right? I wish courage was just something that you did because it was associated with a great life. To write your novel if you want to, to sing your song, to paint your painting, to draw whatever you want to draw, to do theater, to do comedy, to have a podcast, to have a voice, to be successful, to have joy. To be happy. To increase entropy. To align yourself with the laws of our physical universe. To if you need to, to understand that you can communicate with the higher power at any time that you want to. Because you are connected into that. And that you can communicate because we're blessed in the age of technology that we are. How amazing is that? The same way that I don't want courage associated maybe with masculinity because it takes courage to do things which a lot of people would see as not masculine. But reaching out and communicate to somebody else takes courage beyond courage. Conquers fears above fears. It's liberating to help yourself. Liberating to love yourself. Liberating to just reach out. And you know, you can reach out. Hey, look, take it from me where I put an ad on Craigslist for a friend. I said, I, I, can I have a friend? I just need a friend. You know, we don't live in the same spots that we used to. And, you know, with the disability and stuff and being in schools, you know, I just don't have the interaction with a friend. So I put on Facebook for a friend. I have a friend. You can. 
You don't have to put an ad out there for Facebooks. You can. There's people out there that just, it's their job to talk, to listen, to help. Oh, I miss her old Dr. June. <coughs> Excuse me. I was in Fremont Hospital, old Dr. June there. Dr. June said, Clem, you're a very empathetic person. I said, I had to come in here because of the pain, doctor. I said, the pain. You know, I hadn't had any procedure on my spine prior to that. I hadn't had any injections, any procedures at all. And I wouldn't take the... Um, the pain pills because I'm so, I was so addicted before and I didn't want that to be me. I didn't want me to be addicted to drugs to alter who I was. I just wanted to fix the pain. I just wanted the pain to go away. And living in the pain and the stress of the pain and, and whatever your pain, what it does is it amplifies the brain and the, and the negative thoughts and the ether of the mind into exasperate because it compounds it. And then your body actually changes your chemistry to exacerbate the prostaglandin release, the inflammation release, and it activates the receptor signals and it manifests the pain. And it'll manifest the pain. Even if the pain has started to subside, it'll manifest the pain to a level because it remembers. Your mind remembers and it's trying to train you. It's trying to train your body in the exercise of being prepared for what the involvements that you've gone through with life. Believe me, but don't believe me. I'm just telling you what I got to tell you. Because I, if it is, if heaven is real and I'm going back to it, I want to delay it for as long and I want to make sure I pass through the hates, the gates myself. No check mark on the book or nothing. I just want them to recognize, oh, there it goes Clem. Now Clem can come right on in. He's paid his dues. He did his mission. We send him back. He spread his message. It's not easy. Not. And it won't go away. Won't go away. Won't go away until you do something about it. Got to do something about it. You got to do something in the, in the positive. You got to do something if you want to live in the camp. Right? If it consumes you so much with the thoughts then you got to live on the campsite of prevention. You got to understand your triggers. You got to understand how you can manipulate, how you can make a list, how can you adjust everything. Do you know, I tell people, they're like, how did you do from 400? I said, it, it was at times crying. I said, it was times pain. I said, it was at times, it was the opposite of getting fat. I didn't eat what I want I didn't enjoy it I didn't have anything in losing the weight and the pain and the struggle of coming down not only that but working with a disability but being forced into lose the weight before I could even have it because they wanted to make sure I could survive pain it may be 90% of life 
is pain. And overcoming pain. The toolbox helps in that percentage. Maybe you're living life 95% pain, 90% painless. All right, open your toolbox up. Get the pen. Google. This is that's all you got to do. I know it is hard to step out of the egg of the shell that has surrounded you, the cage and the prison that is locked in your mind. Everything that's there, I understand. <clears throat> your gender has nothing to do with it. Your age has nothing to do with it. Your race, your color, your intelligence level, nothing to do with it. So add to your toolbox. That's what you got to do. Just add to your toolbox. Text talk. 741-741. Talk. Talk. Just try it out. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I made a mistake. And then maybe you want to go back later and you just text talk again. Actually, it, it was a mistake. Can I just talk? And you can text. And that's so great. The thumbs where your voice cannot communicate something to the external world. You have digits. Where you don't got a digit, use your nose. Use your pinky toe. Get down there with your tip of your tongue. Dun, 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 dun. Text, talk, seven, four, one, one. Seven, four, one, seven, four, one. Text, talk, seven, four, one, seven, four, one. You can do it. You can do it. I had a family member called me up when I was about to get married. About to get married to my transgender wife, Norca. Big sponsor of Beyond Our Comprehension, Norca on camera. Go to YouTube, Norca on camera, please. Like and subscribe. Family, blood, talked down to me, disowned me, disappointed in me. You never know where life comes at you. Could be strangers, could be blood. Could be your own thoughts in your head. Part of your thoughts, if things aren't going right, it may be the thoughts that your life needs to change on a 180 degree compass. And in so, that is going to take you areas where you're going to have new networks of friends, new social groups, new thoughts, new abilities, new things you've learned. New tools in the toolbox. You can do it. Why did he want to kill himself? Why? 
How am I supposed to be the same? That's how am I supposed to be the same? How am I supposed to be the same? Knowing a person, my parent, who killed himself. How am I supposed to be the same? How am I supposed to be the same if I know a friend who killed himself? Or I know a brother or a sister or a cousin or an aunt or an uncle or the grocer or some student? How can I be the same when I see things that go around there and go, what the hell's going on? And then you understand it's not uncommon. There's a reason there's statistics. There's a reason it's December and not September and why I'm bringing suicide up back as a topic because it's the holidays, because it's gloomy, because it's winter, because you could be isolated, because you need to communicate. You need to reach out. Okay, are you ready? Text TALK to 741741. I'm only talking to one person out here. Yes, this is going live out in the radio. Yes, it's doing this, but I'm only talking to you. The one who is picking up the phone and I'm talking to you and your name right now is Great Courage and Great Courage is going to text TALK to 741741. Or Great Courage, which is you right now, is going to call 1-800-273-8255. And I'm staying on the radio right here. As you do that, you got this. You got this. You can do this. Don't, don't, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. You got this. Communicate with them. Talk. Text. Talk. Don't give up. Don't, 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 you got this, yell out. Don't cry out, yell out, stomp out. Do you understand? (coughs) The only thing that's important is you. The only thing that's important is you. That's what is so amazing that the limitations that we are creating, that we are manifesting in our life, that the ether that's coming from the brain, that if it is nature or if it is nurture that is causing anything that we can understand how to fix our toolbox so we can identify the necessary triggers to avoid how we can change our life, how you can champion, how whatever trauma that you've gone through, let me tell you, you are amazing. Don't let anybody tell you you're not amazing. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't live the gender you want to live. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't live the lifestyle that you want to live. You can't have the career that you want to live. That you can't knock the addiction. That you can't get out of the turmoil. That your darkness can't be illuminated. Don't let anybody tell you how to live your life except you how to live your life. And that is living life in the conjunction with the physical laws of the universe by spreading entropy and living I want you to be happy. I want you to have joy. I want you to smile. You can email the show, the podcast, clem at c-l-e-m dot c-c dot b-o-c at gmail.com. You can call the voicemail online 
916-794-5598. You are courage. That's you. Yes, you. You are courage. You can change any negative thought by changing and listening to the gut feeling you have. You can be amazing. You are amazing. And whatever the situation is going on that defines you, that you think defines the moment, it is drastically not what you seem in bleak. No, it's not. It's just night before a great day. That's all it is. It's just night before a great day. And you can do it. Look, we're rolling into the last of Beyond Our Comprehension. I want to make sure that you understand that suicide is not an answer, that suicide is, is never an end because the ripple is felt for years. There's no perfect burial after suicide. Nothing in the grandeur of the thoughts that you are having. Nothing with suicide turns out the way you think it turns out. Not in parents, not in children, not in loved ones and friends and family never turns out the way you think your mind is telling you it's going to turn out. It doesn't. I can tell you 100% from losing my father to suicide. 100% from trying to kill myself as a child. 100% from the time I, I was going to do it and I had to make a promise to my sister. I found and put the obstacles in the way of my path that I could because I knew a person who deals with it every day knows. That's why I'm sharing it with you. This holiday season, don't be isolated. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. The light inside of you is great. It doesn't mean you have to isolate. You can build the tools you need to live life as free as can be. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And what's easier is that when you make your promises, they're like small goals. Promises, the little promises are like small goals. The reaching out are like small checkpoints. You play games, you know what it is to reach a checkpoint in a level. And that's where you've got to take the progress of your health. Your commitment to yourself you gotta set the checkpoints and hit the checkpoints because you can 
because you have that ability inside you. I'm just trying to trigger the chemical release in your mind. I'm trying to trigger the pineal gland, the hippocampus to release little endorphins. I'm trying to give you a little bit of a autistic world in a chaos world there. Do you know by certain sounds that you listen to, you can actually trigger great release of endorphins to help you meditate. You can do that in conjunction. Now this one, I... I really like the tambourine. I think it's just a missing element of a lot of songs. I love the, the old songs where they pull that tambourine out and they use it. And this one has a little drum on it. And so I just lay down percussion. And then different tonal changes in the percussion as it goes, it can basically, it's creating a sine wave that happens in the ear. And as you listen to that in the headphones and the sine wave it creates in the ear and it translates into chemical releases and energy releases in the mind. And then those chemical releases turn into hormones that, that help with basically, I, won't, I don't know if you, you call it transmeditation. I guess you could call it transmeditation where you are basically taking yourself. I do it now for every procedure that I go through in the spine. Oh, this last procedure, this last procedure, I, I started to just dip away. I was like, I'm looking at him and then everything starts close up. I almost passed out, right? Because the doctor said, all right, don't move. I'm right against your nerve and your lung right now because that's where they have to put the injections to, to numb the pain. Isn't it great that we are the biological kin to a lot of the diverse animalia out there? Like our peripheral nervous system is, is kin to the, be able to regrow as such as it does in the starfish and the, and the lizards as certain species out there as they can regenerate. Man, they had to stop and put a 
Put an IV in me. But before I go, I used to be, I used to have so much anxiety to know because they tell you before you go in, all right, there's a 50-50 chance that we can pop your lung. And that's every time they put the needle in in every different location. So if I get five injections, that's five times one half where they can go ahead. But the doctors are so amazing there. I used to be so stressed out. Because I, I didn't want to take the procedures anymore because of the risk. And, and, and then finally, finally I came. I'm like, it's okay. It's all right. I can do this. And I put together my trans meditation. And I go in and the nurse says, are you at your space? I'm like, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm about to go. And I lead up with the percussion so it relieves the endorsements in my mind. And sometimes if I need to do the light therapy, I complement the light therapy with some, come, some percussion, some odd percussion. So that way I can increase the, the transmeditation. And that's a tool I learned. That's a tool I learned after I took my first step. And my first step was reaching out. Because of my, my previous suicide attempts, because of my, my mental nurture nature and dealing with the thoughts all the time, <laughs> because I am so competitive and I push myself and the, I put, you know, limitations on me that others don't and, and I manifest a lot of everything myself. And then I understand that. Why? Because I understand my toolkit now. Because I reached out. Because I learned what a great thing. Isn't it amazing? What a great thing from just taking that first step. Courage. Hey, courage, I'm talking to you. Courage. You. I'm almost done. We're almost going to go. Right here, here's the pin. Last time, okay? 800 273-8255, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, or text TALK to 741-741. You are amazing. Don't throw it away. We love you. We'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers. California's motorcycle lawyer. Peter Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? 
Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. Motorcycle lawyers were part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
make some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Let's watch I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November.